Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Let me first off say for those that uh, should find themselves that may stumble across today's uh, cast on Facebook. If you are not a believer, the Bible says, according to Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10, that if you would believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. And if you are a believer and are looking for a place uh, to be loved and to grow in your Christian journey, there is a seat here at Life Worship Center just for you. We are blessed to receive manna from on high through our pastor, Pastor Helene Robinson, who gives us the unadulterated word of God. And we want to thank God for all things that he has done. Well, we're going to move right into the word of God. Praise the Lord. We're going to look at First Chronicles. The high. First Chronicles, the sixth. Sixteenth chapter, the thirty-fourth verse. I I just bless the Lord for His Holy Spirit, and God knows when Sister Bloodworth, when you can continue to minister and talk about just how wonderful God is. And like Pastor said, a lot of times we take for granted just how wonderful God is. And I'm blessed to be in a place uh, in my employment that I see things that just really blows my mind. I mean, really. I mean, between the hospital and those things that come into the ER, the children at the school that I'm at, and the parents of the children uh, at the school, it just really sometimes blows my mind that these are real people in real situations, and they don't know the wonderful God. And I've been having the privilege to know all my life. And so sometimes being a church child, yeah, you do take for granted. You, because that's, that's the only life you know is a blessed life. That that, that you, you you don't know about real mental and emotional struggles. You, you you really don't understand what it's like to not know where stuff is coming from and not have someone to go to. As as a church child, all you know is a blessed life. Because even when it wasn't uncomfortable and things didn't may not have been like you wanted, it was still better than, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because God is just that wonderful. So all you know is blessing. And so when you get to see people that don't know this wonderful God, yeah, that's that's about all I can say on that. Yeah. You you just you just want to wish you could just take Jesus and God out of you and say, here's what you need. You, you don't need no more medication. You don't need you know to be coming in and out. You, you need you don't know you don't need to go through rehabilitation. You know that it's just delaying the process. You need Jesus. And so I just I just yes, what a wonder he is. Well. First Chronicles 16 and 34. 
A very simple one verse. It just simply says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Then it tells you why. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And so, yes, this is the week that there is much preparation globally, not just in your personal home or in your neighborhood or uh, amongst your personal family, you know, but globally, we're down to the next to last month of a year. Uh, globally, this is actually the 327 days of a 365-day calendar has already passed. There are only 39 days left in 2019. Where has the year gone? And, and, and so here we are today. Here we are today preparing to get involved in the, in the feast called Thanksgiving. Some churches may not even have worship this morning because they may decide to have a Thanksgiving worship service. And so they have forgone service this morning to have service later on on this Thursday. And there's a lot of preparation that goes into in Thanksgiving. There's a lot of excitement uh, about Thanksgiving. And, and even what I love about Thanksgiving is that regardless of your status, whether you low, no income, low income, under income, middle, high, somehow, some way, globally, you find a reason to give thanks, regardless of your situation. And, and, and here we are, are commanded. What's, what I'm excited about this particular scripture because just, and for those that know divine numerology, that there are certain numbers that mean certain things to God. And as, as I was looking at this particular verse, uh, the 34th verse, and it blessed me that just the number three and four by itself, when you add them together, you get the number seven. And seven is the number of completion. And then if you choose to divide the number 34 by two, you'll get the number 17. And then the number 17 is comprised of the number one and the number seven, which equals the number eight, which gives us a new beginning. So just in this verse alone. <laughs> Thank God for completion and a double new beginning. My God. Oh, 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 give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Well, First Chronicles 16 and 34 is not the only verse that when you thank God for brother and sister Google, amen, Wikipedia and friends, hallelujah, Bible.com, all of good people. So when you plug in Thanksgiving scriptures, you may come up uh, with some of these that I found, which is Colossians, the third chapter, the 15th verse, and it reads, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Well, Psalms 95 in the second verse says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Ephesians first chapter 16 verse says, cease not to give thanks for you 
making mention of you in my prayers. Then there's the 100th Psalm and the fourth verse, which we've heard often a lot, which tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Bless his name. Well, you also will find today's chosen scripture. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endure ever in other places as well. Uh, you'll find it in Psalms 106, verse 1. Psalms 107, verse 1. Psalms 118, verse 1. Psalms 136, and verse 1. Uh, I, they told me when I was going to vacation Bible school and Sunday school that if the Lord says it one time, you might want to pay attention. Then, but then they said the Lord says it two times, then he really means for you to give it your full attention. Well, I just gave you about, oh, I think we need to give thanks <laughs> unto the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. And so let's, 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 let's look at how this whole thing of thanksgiving came about. Well, 1621, 1621, roughly 398 years ago, a colonists and Indians shared an autumn harvest feast. And uh, what was so important about that particular feast is that it marked a critical time because that particular feast uh, celebrated a coming together of differences. That particular feast celebrated a time of plenty. That feast celebrated a, a time of overcoming. You might want to put your pencil right there, overcoming. This particular feast, uh, like any other feast, it was a time of uh, letting down and, and, and putting aside differences for the sake of fellowship and coming together. I understand you may not have the best of relatives and friends and in-laws, but Thanksgiving is one of the pieces that possibly, maybe, just if, if, if it's a slim chance, but you could actually invite that particular relative to the Thanksgiving table just to break the bread and have some good old turkey ham. Somewhere between the fellowship and the food, they might act like they have some sense. Well, Thanksgiving, 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 Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was made official. This is how important this particular holiday is. In the middle of the Civil War, folks was fighting amongst ourselves. But in the middle of that, the same man that God used to give us the proclamation of emancipation also said that we ought to give thanks. And thus, Thanksgiving became a national holiday in 1863. That man was President Abraham Lincoln. And uh, the reason we have it on Thursday is because that's, that's the way it fell. They, they just picked the day and said, here we go, the fourth Thursday of November. And so, but God did not uh, send me here to talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, he actually has a word from the various people that made Thanksgiving possible. If you do your history, Thanksgiving came around because of an Indian named Squanto. Squanto was that Indian 
that uh, was different than all the other Indians. Squanto was that Indian that said, hey, instead of me running away from the situation, I'm going to get myself involved in the situation. Instead of me uh, ignoring the situation, I'm going to be the one to cross over. I'm going to be the one to go and find out who are these new people in my area. I'm going to be the one that's going to knock on that new neighbor's door that moved in my neighborhood and introduce myself. I'm going to be the one that's going to invite that new employee to lunch and, and, and embrace them and find out. I'm going to be the one that's going to knock over and cross over all the barriers. And I'm going to help these people even though I don't know their intent. I don't know why they're here. I don't even understand. I mean, I'm going to be able to speak their language fully, but he was able, to be, because he was a uh, slave as well, he was able to understand English. So, and so But he, he decided to be that one to cross over, cross over and say, I'm going to make a difference. So he crossed over and helped the pilgrims learn how to work the land. He showed them how to catch fish in this new land. He showed them how to plant seeds at certain times so that there will be a harvest at a certain time. He showed them how to use the rivers and the mountains and the, and the trees and the streams. He showed them how to habitat and be able to produce so that they can survive. I just want to know how many people are happy for the squantos in your life. You, you, you don't know why that person came to you that day. You, you, you don't, know, don't know why they left that card at your desk. You, you don't know why they slipped you that blessed handshake in, in the convention. You, you, you don't know why they decided to pay for your meal at the dinner. But thank God for all the squantos in our life that crossed over the barriers and said, I'm going to do what God allows me to do. I'm going to take what I have and bless somebody else with it. God, thank you for the squanquels in my life. Well, when they did finally arrive, they arrived in New England. And, and the Holy Spirit just happened to work on me with that because uh, it, 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 a lot of times when we go on adventures, when we go out to do something, and maybe some of us have started some new things this year, and we've, we've come to the end of the year, and we don't understand yet fully why we did this new thing. We don't know even if this new thing is of God, but we went and we've done this new thing, so we're in a new place, and, and so in this new place, and Squanto was helping us to uh, develop and adapt to this new place, well, here's what the Lord says about a new place. He says, according to Isaiah 43 and 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall it not? Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now that don't mean nothing to you if you ain't never been thirsty. If you've never been in a dry place mentally, emotionally, financially, if, 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 if your water fountain gave water every day, cool running water, you, you don't understand the impact of having rivers in your desert. You don't understand what it's like to have a way in the wilderness. Well, the old saints used to say that God will make a way out of no way. They said that God can turn your night in today. And so we, we, we need to understand that as we are coming to the close of this year and as we're about to embark on, on giving thanks that we need to look back over the 327 days and see what God has done and, and appreciate the new things that he's brought into our lives. Well, 
Let's go and, and understand the history of the text. The history of the text for all of those that have gone to seminary. Those that aspire to go to seminary, you're supposed to have your three points, you're supposed to have your homilies, homiletics, and tell the Lord, thank you, sit on down. That's what you're supposed to do, but they tell you to do, bring that text. So, uh, we're gonna give a little history about this text, because a, a lot went on before we got to First Chronicles, the 16th chapter and the 34th verse. Something happened way back in the 13th chapter, see? And if you don't read the 13th chapter, then you won't be able to appreciate the 16th chapter. Well, uh, let's see. Back in the 13th chapter, somebody died. And they died because they mishandled the things of God. Oh, you're going to catch that somewhere later on in, as you now eat breakfast and dinner this afternoon. They died because they were doing a good thing, but they did it in a uh-huh. So they had good intentions, but they just didn't follow God's directions. Uh-huh. They, 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 it, it, it was admirable what they were going to do. And so if you don't know the story, well, his name is Uzzah. And Uzzah uh, saw that the ark of the Lord was falling off of a cart. And the instructions from God was not to touch the ark. And so uh, Uzzah, but uh, somewhere... I don't know whether energy or just his passion or his concern because you got to understand uh, Yuzo was quite blessed as long as the ark was hanging around his house. So <laughs> it's like uh, all of a sudden every Monday your bunny hit your back. You know, they got this thing out here where they got the thousand dollars for life. Can you imagine? Hey, yes, yeah. Can you imagine every day of your life somebody is depositing a thousand plus dollars in your bank and you ain't got to do nothing but sit there and go to the bank. Well, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like that for Brother Yusa. Yeah, as long as the ark was in his house, there was and then, uh, God Almighty, there was nothing that that brother could not do in obtaining. There were some others too that, that, that learned from the presence of God is what the ark represented. And so, when he saw it falling, he said, oh, no, no, I can't let my gift, host, I mean, I can't let the ark, I can't let the ark fall. I can't let this, 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 this my bank, this is my money right here. I can't, I can't let it fall, because if this fall, everything is going to fall that's attached to it. And so he stretched out his hand to grab the ark of the covenant. And in doing so, God was displeased, and he dropped right where he was. Yes, yes. So what, what, what I learned from Brother Yusuf that it's okay to do a good thing, but you want to do them God's way. It, 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 it's, it's, it's all right to want to be able to help out the poor. It's okay to want to be able to uh, be a, be a friend to someone, but this is you got to learn to do things God's way. And so uh, we move on from the 13th chapter, and we get to the 15th chapter of First Chronicles, and, and we find that there was a young lady in that particular chapter. Not only was she a young lady, but she was the uh, head princess, almost queen, if you will, of the land. She had a problem with somebody selling. She had a problem. She had a problem. Well, you know her name. Her name is Sister Michael. And uh, as David was coming in with God's presence, because they went and got it and they did it right the second time. And so as they were bringing in God, the presence of God and, and the Ark of the Covenant, David had literally a country fit. David didn't care about him being the royal king. He did not care about his prestigiousness. He didn't care about his position. He gave God praise. He gave God praise because that which was lost was now back 
in his presence. That which, I mean, he, 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 he so anticipated the presence of God that he even made a special tent to receive the presence of God, which makes me wonder, where have you made a special place to receive the presence of God? Is, is, it, the, is it inside your car before you start out the day? Do you turn that CD on and need to just sit there and, and, and invite his presence before you start your day? Or do you happen to catch a lunch break praise? I don't know. Do you sit there and, and, and in the middle of the day, decide, well, you know, God, I'm going to give you so much. Maybe you might catch the going home praise. I don't know. And then, then, then maybe you may be one that has that separate place in the your living room, where this is everybody knows, don't don't go over there, don't, don't, don't do that because that's that that's the praying chair. That's where, that's where the oil is. That's where the Bible is. That's where the special praying cloth is. Don't go over there unless you need some type of deliverance from God. Where is the place that we prepared for the presence of God? And so and so and so, David was getting his praise on, sure enough. And uh, but his wife has some slight issues with that. His wife also happened to be the daughter of Saul. Yeah. And she had some slight issues because she was more worried about how you look. Yeah. Have you ever had a blessing so good that you didn't care? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't care if you walk with the neighbors. You don't care. <laughs> You don't care who saw you. You don't care what time of day it was. God had blessed you in such a way. And you like, listen, think about it. It wasn't a material thing. But how many of us have sometimes got to that place where we want to just get back to that initial time that we met God? You know, when you had joy, you're speaking on the full of glory. When, you know, you were ready to witness to everything. You were talking to the lights about Jesus. You were talking to the carpet about Jesus. You was talking to the mailbox about You didn't care. You wanted somebody to know about Jesus because he changed your life. Yes, yes, yes. So that's how David felt because David understood what the ark represented. Well, if you didn't know, inside the ark of the covenant was manna. Inside the ark was the Ten Commandments. Inside the ark was the bunny rod of Aaron. And the Holy Ghost helped me to understand that these things represent other things. Well, when you look at manna, that lets you know he's a provider. Mm -hmm. Because the manna came because the children of Israel were hungry and they were in a desert place and they didn't have McDonald's. There was no Roy Rogers. There was no Red Lobster. I'm sorry, Pastor. There was no Texas Steakhouse. I know, I know. But I, and, and there wasn't no Outback and there wasn't no, there wasn't none of that. They were out in a desert situation and the only restaurant that was available was Restaurant Jesus. And, and God provided faithfully. 24 hours. And there ain't nothing new to have a 24-hour restaurant. God did this back in the desert. Hallelujah. And so he provided manna for them. Well, that lets me know that if he can do it, then no matter what my situation looks like, no matter how low things may go, God still is a provider. Mm -hmm. And so we also realize that the commandments represent protection because they gave you some guidance of what to stay away from. A lot of times we get involved in things because we don't follow the commandments. You know the speed limit said 55 miles an hour. Why your speed on 
some of the readings, 70 miles an hour. Ain't no need to get mad at the officer when he pulls you over, because the commandment was for 55 miles an hour. But we believe so protection comes from the commandments. Then there was the budding rod of Aaron. And the Lord allowed me to understand this to be positive punishment because a rod was used to correct. Yes, the staff was used to pull and to gather, but the rod was used to correct. But what made Aaron's rod so special is that not did it just be a rod, but on the other end of the rod, there was growth. There was life on the other end. No one else's rod did this but Aaron's rod. And so I'm glad to know that if these are the elements that bring about God's presence. If you learn to embrace his provision and his protection and his punishment, then you will understand all about his presence. Well, 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 well. <sighs> give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. If we had to put a title on this, it would be give thanks, give thanks. And so uh, I'm excited about this particular scripture because when I look down through the years, Yes, yes, yes. I, I look over my life and I realize that had it not been for the grace of God, had it not been for his mercy, there go I. Well, uh, on the natural side, if you look at Thanksgiving and this scripture, there was Squanto that I told you about. Squanto was used because he crossed over. He was willing to put himself in a situation and and, 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 and Squanto represents some teaching, some teaching. He represents those that are willing to teach you, to give you instruction and, and to help you in your life. And then because of that, if you're willing to listen to the teaching, you shall reap a harvest. And uh, then there's David, who was also in our story, who represents kingship. But in today's story, David is responsible for being the transporter of God's presence. Yes, yes. How many of us need to ask God for the spirit of David that wherever we go, God's presence goes with us. No matter the situation, Lord, don't let them see me, but let them see your presence. And, and so David uh, represents our holiness because after the celebration, then he established continual worship, which we have a custom to this day called church. Yes. Well, Squanto and David are not the only ones. There was another person that crossed over and he came down through 42 generations. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Parsons Pilate. And then he died and he rose again. And he was willing to put on some flesh so that we could be brought back in relationship with God. And so he crossed over the boundaries of heaven and came into the earth and put on flesh and dwelt amongst us and, and because he did that he represents the transgressions because he was willing to be wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him and by his stripes we are here. Why should I give thanks? Because if it wasn't for people in the natural like the squantos in my life that come and bring themselves and, and bring new things to me and help me and teach me. If it wasn't for the David in my life that bring me to a place in God and a place of his holiness and his reverence, then I could not appreciate Jesus that paid it all and Jesus that died for my sins and Jesus that's coming back to receive me once again. This, 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 this particular week, we need to take time and 
give God thanks for the things that not only he has done, but what he's doing now and for the things that he's going to do. We, we need to give God thanks and praise because if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, how many times throughout this year have you been in a place, been in a place where you know if God did not step in, it would have been differently. And I'm so glad that Jesus paid it all. And I'm so glad that although the Indians and, and the colonists got together, I'm so glad that Jesus decided that he would come into my life and that he would come across the lines of heaven and glory. Because he could have stayed in heaven. But because of Jesus, I'm able to be here today. I'm able to live a life that he's blessed me to live. I thank God because Thanksgiving helps me to reflect over the years. Amen. All year long he's kept me. All year long I have not had to be hospitalized. All year long the, the plans that the enemy had, if the, the, if the enemy would have had his way, I could have been in so many car accidents, but the plans of God yeah. kept me all year long. I'm so glad Jesus was there all the time. I'm so glad Jesus it always got me on his mind. I appreciate the turkey and I'm looking forward to the collard greens. But if it wasn't for Jesus, then I really wouldn't have a means to give thanks. If it wasn't for Jesus looking down from heaven and saying that he needs to be saved. If it wasn't for Jesus, then all the stuffing and all the macaroni and cheese. My God, I'm getting hungry. All the sweet potatoes. The pie, it would be all right, but when it's all said and done, and all the food is gone, and you're sitting back on your couch or wherever you are with a rope trigger in your hand, if it wasn't for Jesus, then you wouldn't have the ability. Every time I turn around, I tell the Lord, I thank you for life, health, and strength. For being in my right mind, I thank for clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. I can understand why we ought to give thankful to the Lord, for He is good and His mercy, His mercy endures forever. I'm so glad that when I look back over my life and I realize that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for his mercy, if the enemy would have won, and I might not be here today, but 300 and 27 years, God has kept me 327 days. He's kept my mind stayed on him, and I'm so that there's Jesus above all and everything no matter what life brings I'm so glad that I can call on him in the midnight hour I can call on him when I'm by myself I can call on him when there's no one around and no matter what my situation just like Squirtle wherever I'm at Jesus cross over into my situation and just like David, Jesus will bring his presence. I'm so glad this Thanksgiving because I could have been Lord angel 
the dots, the dots, the dots, the dots, the dots. 
the dots of life. At the bottom of the page is open for you as you sit at your Thanksgiving table prayerfully Thursday. And just right in that particular area, I'm giving thanks for. Saints of the living God, just to have your right mind. I'm telling you, from the things I've seen, it's a blessing. No, you may not be living in the level or style of house that you want to be in, but you're in your house. No, you may not be driving the kind of car that you have, but at least you've got something to drive. And uh, no, you may not have the finest of clothes to wear, but thank God for the two arms, two legs that you have. May we reflect between now and Thursday on the wonderfulness of our God. Yes. May we, the challenge is, and I've already started the challenge. Here's the challenge. Here's the daily application from now to Thursday. Deliberately go to people that you don't, you don't know <clears throat> and just tell them thank you. Watch the response. Just watch what happens. And then by the end of the, of the week, when you get to Thursday, your meal's gonna taste a whole lot better. The turkey's gonna look a lot golden. For some reason, the yam's gonna taste a whole lot sweeter. I mean, because just the other day, I, 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 while at the ER, I went to the radiologist and I just said, sir, thank you for what you do. And it was almost as if I gave that man a million dollars. We, we don't hear thank you too often. And the Lord says that the more you say thank you, the less you have to say, I'm sorry. So make it, make it your mission this week to owe give thanks not only unto the Lord, but to the mailman. That's been coming faithfully, bringing you your bills. And eventually a check will come in the mail. Along the bill. Give thanks to the bus driver that takes your child, cousins, nieces, nephews, grandkids, back and forth every day. Go down to the corner store and, and even Abib and Hamad and all of them. Give thanks to them, you know. Because they do have, they, they got about everything in one place. I mean, they're like the new Walmart and the community. I mean, but just random people. Find random people this week. Just tell them thank and watch God work. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy and it forever. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. 
If you're interested in joining us on Sundays, our services are held at the Clarence Cuffey Community Center at 2019 Windy Road, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23324. Our Sunday morning service is held at 1 p.m. and our Bible studies are held on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Join us and be blessed and remember, there's life in the word.